This episode of Unlearned is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup. It's a simple way to back up all of your movies, photos, music, videos, and all other data for just $5 a month. It's simple and you can access all your data online from wherever you are. Try it absolutely free for by going to backblaze.com slash cpc. unlearn like i just said cool i always kind of messed that part up um <laughs> great starting strong yes starting strong. so it's springtime technically though it doesn't feel like if you're I was like about to say what do you what, what spring are you looking tech, at out there? i mean only technically only because I, the solstice happened is it called equinox spring equinox sure so that happened so it's technically supposed to be spring even though it's like in the 30s here in chicago on in april whatever cool 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 um (sighs) we're gonna do our spring edition of slayer nay and we're gonna do a quick check-in slash hold accountability for ourselves on progressing through this year and i don't know being being better to ourselves and yeah, that's all that good shit. Mm-hmm. So, on the mental health front, uh, I've been seeing my therapist hella regularly. Um, we are making progress. I even, I have like, so like, yeah, I'm back on Zoloft. Yeah, I'm still, <laughs> yeah, I'm like still depressed, still anxious. Um, but I, I don't know, we're making like progress because I'm very, I can be very like, black and white about the way that like I treat friendships and relationships so kind of basically like you do one or two bad things to me and you're dead to me and like I've unsubscribed from the friendship and all that really like not great shit uh so uh as my therapist tells me don't throw the baby out of the bathwater, and that's something I'm working on and um I'm getting better about it I can't promise that I'm not going to keep like kind of people out of my life, but it's, oh, it's therapy. Keep working on it until shit gets somewhat fixed. <laughs> fixed enough. <laughs> I set like a countdown timer or. Oh, for, for this? Oh, maybe, dude. You haven't slided me yet, but it's only a matter of time. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm I'm joking. Is, uh, yeah, see, I, your <laughs> mouth says that you're joking into the microphone, but we don't have any cameras in here to show <laughs> your eyes as you said it. Yeah. Which is not. Uh, no, I, I, it's not going to happen because uh-huh. therapy is like the main thing that her and I are working on. Okay. If you say so. I swear, man. I believe you. <laughs> Why does everybody think that I'm being sarcastic when I say that? A lot of people say okay, and they don't mean okay. Well, I fucking do. Okay. okay. <laughs> God. Oh, fucking, damn. I hate that everybody else being a liar means yeah. that no one ever believes me when I literally say I'm sick of everybody being a liar, so I'm going to tell the <laughs> truth all the time. It's everyone else's fault, so. It is literally not mine. <laughs> I mean, I'm, <laughs> it can't be my, like, I can't control other, whatever. Anyway, continue. Is that it? Mm. Were you ready to? Oh no, I got, I got so much more. Okay. okay, so I finally did it, y'all. It took me over a year, but I fell in love with fitness. 
Um, I, um, I do this like weightlifting class that is like brutal and painful. It makes like my muscles shake, but I'm getting like stronger. I'm, there's new muscles forming on my body that I did not know muscles could be where muscles could be. Um, I'm swimming three days a week. I'm low key thinking about doing a triathlon. Uh, (laughs) I'm not saying that I'm going to do a triathlon, but if my swimming gets there to like triathlon level to where I can like swim a mile nonstop, then I'll do it. I'll do a triathlon. Uh, Ooh, that sounds brutal. Why would I agree? Okay. Whatever. I I, technically didn't agree to anything. I'm thinking the same thing. (laughs) Why the fuck would you do that? But whatever. And I, yeah. So I don't know. I feel good and I'm doing, I'm, I'm, very steady on my workouts like four days a week and i yeah i feel great i feel real good uh on the career front nothing really new uh i think this is the week where i'm gonna start making shit happen and uh remember if you need a career coach <laughs> you can go to coachingbycat.com uh, and schedule a free consultation today mini ad in my show cool uh but I don't know. I yeah, feel, what the hell was that? <laughs> I feel I feel like very optimistic this week on on like shit getting good. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> what do you got, Bill? <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh uh Okay. Look. Here's the thing. I ra- rationally speaking, I know that I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that I'm not going completely out of my mind <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> okay. Uh and that's that's the problem. I don't think I've been to my therapist since the last time we did this mm-hmm. segment. So that is not good. Um and and I should definitely fix that (laughs) with that said with that said i did email my therapist uh yesterday or two days ago because i was talking to some friends of mine about this article that one of them was reading and it really hit me on some real shit that i was like oh damn this actually is an anxiety that is like core to my person from like young, like a learned behavior from like young mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. And for the first time I've had something very specific come up that I was like, oh, I need to work on that thing because that will open me up to like that anxiety about m- people being always a threat or like always it, like, okay, here's what it is. It, there was an article about like why people, some people are like quote unquote luckier than other people. And it's mostly, mm-hmm. basically it's mostly just because they're more open to stuff happening to them. Mm-hmm. And and at first I was like being the sarcastic, cynical motherfucker I am. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real easy to fucking say. But then they hit on this paragraph that was about like how even when you teach your kids about how to stay safe from like just not dying, like strangers right, right. and stuff like that being a, a bad thing. Stranger danger is quite literally in the article. Mm-hmm. You can close them off to being able to also know like if you're constantly centering every interaction you have with a new person around how much and what specific threats they pose to you, mm-hmm. you are necessarily closing yourself off to what opportunities can this person give me? And I and I read that and I was like, 
Fuck. You know what I mean? Because I was like thinking about my friend. One of my friends is the person I consider is like one of the luckiest people I've ever yeah. met. But also she infuriates me because she's always just like, let's see how it goes to every yeah. interaction she has with a person. And I like don't understand that. And I'm like, do you understand how dangerous that is? And then it's like, but also you are so incredibly good at like making opportunities out mm-hmm. of nothing. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think we're pulling each other to the middle a little bit. Nice. The two of us. But yeah, that's something that I was like, oh, fuck, this is like, this goes deep. If I'm thinking about like when the, like my mom literally telling me about stranger danger mm-hmm. and you making us say it, repeat a little rhyme about it. Yeah. And that's like how I think about people all the time now. It's like, oh, you're talking to one of my friends or you're like a new person coming up in my crew. What are you trying to do? Right. Like, what is your what is your deal? And I, and I don't realize sometimes how that can like make me look like, well, A, it makes me look like a bitch because I am. <laughs> I am. I'm a bitch. I don't give a fuck. Um, like in the way that I'm like, what do you want? Get out of here. I don't want to talk to you unless I already know you're cool. Um, but also it's just like, yeah, it's, it gives me a lot of anxiety around continuing to pursue relationships that that start off on a just like a very like uh, – like basic level, like just meeting somebody mm-hmm. after a show or at a bar, or like being introduced to somebody and and having them say like, oh yeah, we should keep in touch or whatever. And then I just don't do it because I'm like, I don't know if I'm bothering that person and I certainly don't want them to start bothering me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like why, no, that's you have an interaction with a person and it goes well, you should try and see if that can continue right. and you should keep that up. And I don't out of just anxiety. So that's something I want to work on specifically which is something I I haven't had a thing to work on specifically in therapy in a long time. It's mostly just me doing this, you know, yeah. just like <laughs> ranting at my therapist and him going, mm-hmm. and then I go, and then another thing, and then about, and then and then about forty five minutes of our fifty minute session is just me doing that and him going, yeah, here's what that actually is, and then me going, oh, and then and then it's time to go. <laughs> Uh, so I haven't been in a while and I need to go back. So I'm not exactly slaying on that front. But with considered, considering that I haven't been to my therapist in a long time, I've had a lot of fucked up stuff happen to me recently and I've handled it pretty well. Uh, or at least just like not had it like completely break my stride when it mm-hmm. comes to the career stuff, which I think is going pretty well besides money uh <laughs> as always but I, I mean i mean it like a lot of stuff's been happening i started a brand new show uh at beauty bar on the fourth monday of the month if you're in mm-hmm. chicago uh there's my mini ad Hi. <laughs> it's called something else at beauty bar and that show is really cool because it like it's sort of like a spinoff like offspring show to a show that we've both been to salonathon mm-hmm. and it went really well. Our first one was last month and it went really, really well. And people were like thanking me for making something new in that space because they missed it and they needed it and blah, 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 blah. And that, and, but also the creators of that show of Salonathon, two of them came, uh, to our show and like Jane BG, who really founded the whole thing was like mm-hmm. crying and telling me how like she's so proud of, the what what came after like if if something that if something had to take over the space that she vacated from her show she's so glad it was something like this and i was like <laughs> you know? uh but yeah and and just like feeling like my skills as a producer and a host are like at like at their top or i'm at i'm like doing the best that i know that i can do mm-hmm. right now when it comes to that stuff feels really good um 
I've been auditioning and, and doing a lot of a lot of cool stuff lately, and then I film like a movie, and I got like a thing coming up that's that's sort of like that. Oh, you know, all local shit, but it's like I'm doing like all of the right, things right, right now, all of the things that I want to do, like stand up and acting mm-hmm. and voiceover and all of that shit is like I'm doing all of it right now, nice. rather than one of them at a time. So it's like, oh, it's fun. Um, it's fun. Now, if if you want to pay me, <laughs> uh, I have Venmo and Cash App. Look me up. Uh, <laughs> but just in general, just pay me. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Other than that, I think I'm. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Well, but nice. not necessarily slaying on any particular thing yet. I that sounds all very promising though. Yeah, that's like fully on the way territory. I've so. also realized just like only telling other people the parts of the things that I'm doing that I'm excited about and not always hedging or trying to like, I find like, I find myself going like, Oh, I got this dope show, this show that I'm excited about coming up. I just need to know if anybody's going to come to it. That mm-hmm. sounds like, don't do that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Stopping that second thought is, has really helped me a lot when it comes to actually selling the things that I think yeah. are going to be good. And then, <laughs> right. and then they are, I mean, I'm not lying to people, you know what right. I mean? Right. I got to stop doing that and forcing myself to, into thinking that if I tell somebody a thing that I'm making is worth their time, that I have to then hedge. So I don't sound egotistical. It's like be egotistical. Yeah. God damn it. People Tell seem yourself. to fucking like egotistical maniacs. <laughs> For example, our current administration. Uh, well, yeah, we, we knew mean, what I was talking well, about. Well, we yeah, but you know, in case, okay. in case people are, have not had their morning coffee. Right. They need a, anyway, you ready, so, to, you ready to get into yeah, it? Yeah, we're going to do our main topic today. And it's kind of really the, one of the reasons we did Slayer Nate today is because it kind of, really goes into our main topic and that is kind of re I millennials redefining what work looks like that like for them um so like everyone says that like we're in the gig economy where uh, your hustle looks very different from like your parents generation of work and hustle and you just have both more and less options so I just feel like a lot of this started um, after the Great Recession of like 2008 um, and then like the mortgage crisis. Like people like ourselves are like coming out of college and we're like, what the fuck are we going to do with our lives? Our, um, we have a ton of student loan debt and our, there are no jobs. There are people with far more experience and similar levels of education who are all vying for like this one spot and yeah so like basically like where are we going to do so i just feel like what blossomed from that is um more like freelancing more working within like the gig economy um (coughs) whether that is like driving or like i don't doing uh what's that thing where they pick stuff up postmates or like doing like postmates or like doing um yeah, I don't know, dog walking. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that the options now, and in, in, it's like things that I wish that like I could have done in high school so I could raise money for college. I just feel like we have a lot more options now. Though I, I guess I wasn't, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm you, really, you really lost steam there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you looked over at me and I was like, oh, I got to go now. Okay, ready. That was that was the end of that. Got hey, it. I um, stop quite abruptly sometimes. <laughs> it's fine. I yeah, I think you're right. I think that we are smack dab in a, in a in a place where there aren't a lot of options, even though there seem like there's infinite amounts of mm-hmm. options. And simultaneously from the other side of it, we're getting this this backlash against our backlash of people saying like, well, millennials are just, just don't want to have like a normal nine to five job and mm-hmm. they don't want to just like do the work and put their heads down. And it's like, well, even if that's true, number one, first and foremost, you did that. Right. All of that is the generation before us and our mm-hmm. parents, our parents generation and the one before that, them that set up a lot of, well, you know, especially white men, but, but all of us on some level have have been party to this notion of like, well, if you show up and do the work and go to school, get go graduate from college, you'll get you'll have this American dream on some basic level of a lifestyle where you'll have a house, you'll have uh, a car, you'll have disposable income, and you'll have like benefits and time, pay time off, so you can go do stuff with your life. Mm-hmm. But that's not fucking true, and it right. never was. <laughs> right. We ne- when we came out of school, even so, I I didn't I I mostly got away with got away from the uh, like the scary super scary part of leaving school and not having any options for jobs in my field. Like I did IT coming straight out of college because I was a computer science major and I could have gone a couple different directions with that. And I was lucky, you know, I had a degree from a good school. I'm a smart motherfucking person. And so I could walk into most places that I wanted to get a job. And, and that if they were, you know, obviously if they were searching for somebody, I can't just, yeah. like, hello, random <laughs> company. But like, you know, I could walk into the school district and they were like excited to have someone with my career uh, trajectory to actually want to work for the city, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like wanting to work at some big like, fucking company, big company yeah. and make a lot of money up front, but get burned out. That was the opposite of what I wanted. But like, even I am very much aware of the fact that like, while all these older generation people were saying like, well, you guys just don't want to work a n- normal nine to five. It's like, well, that's not true. A lot of people would, I wouldn't anymore, but a lot of people still would if you stopped eroding our benefits mm-hmm. and, and making sure that jobs are not guaranteed for more than six months at a time. Right. Like people getting laid off for literally no reason. The yeah. company's doing fine. The, the 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 performance of the this team or these individuals is not a problem, but they just get laid off because some fucking holding company that runs that owns the subsidiary that you work for just decided that having having 80 less people on the payroll or cutting benefits for most of those people and making them contract workers instead of full-time salaried workers is the best way to keep growth over year over year looking better so that your fucking investors don't think that your stock is going down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It's all based around this notion of like growth, right? Like yeah, growth yeah. has to be a thing. And it's like, that notion has fucked us and, and left all these millennials yeah. with... <laughs> Most of them in positions where like, yeah, you can't get a job because people who've been there for 15 years ain't dying out at the rate yeah. or, or retiring <laughs> at the rate that they should be yeah. because A, nobody's retirement is fucking guaranteed anymore. Right. So people work way longer than they would have. Retirement comes way later than it used to. And people live longer, too. So it's like every year the problem compounds upon itself. 
And it's not all all our fault, you know, <laughs> that we don't want to like, and we don't want to be fucking office drones with no benefit. Right, right. You've okay. You like said everything that I want to say. And I completely agree on all levels. Um, and just like <laughs> podcast done. It's, it's there's no safety. There's no safety in the nine to five. Like they're no. like literally I people get fired because like you have like one or two disagreements with your boss. Like if it may not be about your skill set, it may not be about like anything that you did. It could right. literally just be like oh, our past personalities don't mix, so you're fired. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's no safety. At least, like, in our parents' generation, there were unions. And I, I unions were created to, like, protect workers from, like, safety issues and having, like, the factory randomly closing and them, like, not getting severance package or, like, um, like prolonged benefits. Mm-hmm. And so I get, and also it really helps protect workers who like speak up against the administration. And I just think that like not having any, anything or having any protections um, within like the like quote unquote corporate America or cause I feel like you have some protections in the public sector. I've, I've only worked in nonprofit and then corporate and let me tell you, there's not that there's not, that many protections yeah. in the public sector. I mean, look what just happened with Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, Toys R Us got their lunch eaten by Amazon and all mm-hmm. these like online retailers. That is true. But there's another story with that is that Toys R Us also got beat by smaller retailers, specialty mm-hmm. shops and stuff like that. And that means that there are tens of thousands of Toys R Us retail employees across the country who now have no job no no like um uh warning and mm-hmm. no severance package yeah and there is no union to protect that even yeah though, even if some of those workers are in workers unions in their respective parts of whatever whatever you know um all those people are just gone you know that's a lot a lot of jobs a lot of jobs that's a huge corporation and like i said it was owned by a holding company bain mm-hmm. capital mm-hmm. and the whole point of them buying it if you ever i mean think about it bain capital's mitt romney was involved with bain capital so you know that they're not like the comp- if you if bain capital buys you it's not because it's like they want to make sure you guys keep going right <laughs> they're there to take every dime right. they can out of you and then leave you with all the debt that's what they do they dump debt from other locations into uh, other companies into the one that they are tanking and then they file for bankruptcy vacate all that debt and move on but what the the untold story there is all these blue collar workers and retail employees of all different stripes, you know, from from cashiers to to uh, you know uh, uh, maintenance people and all that stuff, uh, stockers and all that kind of shit. They're all just gone. They just don't mm-hmm. have another job. And it ain't like that's a super like skilled position, right? That you can go or that you can like take to the bank somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And also, there ain't nowhere else because retail's right. doing so bad that Toys R Us is shutting down. And it, and if if the Toys R Us that house that are employs like a hundred people in your town suddenly closes down and you don't live in a big city, where the fuck are all of you gonna go work? Yeah. 
And it's like, okay, yeah, okay. So then, so then, the gig economy is is the is what's wrong. It's actually <laughs> that we want to be that some it's, people yeah. who are artists want to have other options than that. Right, right, totally. That's the problem: is that we want something that that could protect us from that. And it's and Not like with like nine to five. Like I don't know about other people, but like. I'm there are certain time spans where I'm more productive. Like I'm more productive like after 11 a.m. or like I sometimes if I can't sleep then I can probably I can get like a shit ton done. It's just like restricting restricting work to like eight to five, nine to five within this span. Like I, I understand like why people do it like so you have some structured business hours, but it's you're not like really relying on the product like you're people are just not set up to all work um, in the exact same way. And I don't think like companies, like some companies do have like flexible hours, but even that is to a certain extent. And that's also only if like your boss likes you enough to allow you to use the flexible hours or to work remotely because like there's a shit ton of favoritism in corporate Mm. America, believe it or not. Um, And so there's, Oh, go ahead. No, you got it. I was going to say, also, let's be real. We talk about the nine to five job as like this like standard. Mm-hmm. But do you know a single person who actually works nine to five? No, because nobody gets that means you get that hour of lunch for free. Right. No, they fucking <laughs> a long time ago. Every right. corporation I've ever worked for, every comp, every company I've ever worked for is actually nine to six. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about it, and really, it's six thirty because like mm-hmm. you could be asked to do some stuff last minute, and really because you're salaried uh, and we're giving you a cell phone, right. you work when we say you do. Right, exactly. And There's no your like email comes through. Home. You need at 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 ten p.m. and you might be out, but you need to be answering your emails. And it's like, what the fuck? Uh, that's technology is really kind of like as much as it's been amazing and advanced mm-hmm. our workforce it's fucked us up because there's no break there is no like break. you always like with my mom growing up she could just like drive home and be fine and like spend the evening not worried because like why would i why would i check my computer other than anything for like leisure reasons i mean because well this is like when dial up was like a thing but um there is there was such a clear disconnect and you didn't it's just it's as much as like technology has like brought so many new advantages in the world of, of work it has kept people tethered to their workplace even when they're quote unquote off mm-hmm. and and this and this layer of like expected productivity that that comes with all that has forced people into this weird like competition that's completely unspoken mm-hmm. of like how much you're how dedicated you are means how much you should be going like how how upwardly mobile you should be in mm-hmm. your job so like people don't take their lunch even though right, that's right. why the change from nine to six happened right so that you can actually use that hour of lunch even though they technically you don't get paid for it even if you're salaried which is bullshit um People now just sit there and work through their lunches yeah. and nobody like, you know, and there's and, and if you were seen leaving right at on time and you're like mm-hmm. the first person to leave, that's some weird political shit. Right. They don't have anything right. to do with the actual productivity of the company or or you making another fucking dime off of it if the company is more productive because of that. And it's just like it's made to burn people out and use them as fuel. Yes, it's exactly. It's not yeah. it's not meant to like actually keep uh any kind of like personal autonomy in your life it is and and i just can't understand 
that being the only way to live, right? Exactly. I yeah. And especially as an artist, you know what I mean? Especially as someone who wants to have a a lifestyle that is frankly very alternative to that mm-hmm. if I if I do it right. Um leading up to that point if I ever actually become successful with what I do, uh how can you expect me to just like I mean, sorry. I cannot it, see in myself that my lifestyle will be like nine to five regular worker. And then suddenly I'll get famous and be able to do other shit. Like Mm -hmm. I have to lead a lifestyle that allows me to do the thing that I ultimately want to do until I get enough recognition to do it. And other countries have found a way to make that work. Right. 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 Like how, how the fuck we don't value it. And, mm-hmm. and people in in this country see people who want to do alternative things and, and have a different lifestyle or be a, a freelancer in the gig economy as like, well, you fucking better figure it out then, bitch. And that's it. Like, that's it. it they know there's no structure for us. We think that we think that people are living in the welfare state too much, but we don't have any kind of actual safety net for people who actually mm-hmm. want to do something different rather right. than just are so destitute that they're stuck in it. Right. And then those two things kind of become one and the same if you if you really try to do it and aren't successful at it. So it's a mess, man. I don't know. It's, and it's I so think the grim. nine to fives are bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I kind of want to go back to like the benefits because, oh my, I don't even know if I want to get into that because I'm going to get into like parental leave and... Oh, I don't because then I think about like the Nordic countries who are doing it right, and I'm gonna get sad. So like maybe let's like not talk about the grim state of like benefits in America. No, no let's fucking talk about it. <laughs> they are every every company across every fucking uh, industry is like fucking eroding away at what benefits you get in a standard, you know, uh, uh, average salary nine to five job. They are trying so hard to to get rid of that shit and and where they can't get rid of your benefits they're getting rid of like i said the actual the actual employment and going with contract work and forcing mm-hmm. more people into the very gig economy that's supposed to be so antithetical mm-hmm. to what 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 should be the the ideal uh job life or work life and it's and it how the fuck can they expect people to keep going? Like even college professors and stuff like that. There's no more fucking tenured college professor gigs, and they every year they keep taking more people at colleges to teach them how to become professors. Where there are no jobs in their industry, lawyers are the same way. Law school is secretly like really fucked right now, like mm-hmm. a, as a notion because lawyers don't fucking retire. You can be a lawyer until you're like a d- decrepit old right. person. <laughs> You don't have to, you know what I mean? Like your body doesn't have to work as long as your mind Mind still works. You can be a lawyer forever and, and, and nobody's hiring, you know, there just aren't, they just aren't hiring. They don't need you. And every year they pump out more of people who are not needed in their industry and pump out more. And, and on some level, you got to think that law schools are complicit in something that's like really fucking us over. And same thing with grad school and college in general. Look at all this, the, the, student loan debt bubble we're in right now 
It's scary, dude. And then they blame it on us for being the ones who were victimized by this system that told us to be a certain way. And then mm-hmm. when we did it, it, there wasn't anything for it us because they stole it all while we were in school. Right. All of it. Those greedy ass motherfuckers. Like, Freaking why should I ever, why should I be worried about my fucking IRA or my pension? You, you've it's been stealing stolen. it the whole time and there's stolen. no guarantee that any of it will be left by the time I actually need to retire. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like this has taken such a grim downturn. Maybe we can talk about like, maybe some of the benefits of having and more breaking out of the nine to five and having like a more alternative lifestyle and choices yeah i think that i think it takes a fundamental paradigm shift in like what most americans value though Mm -hmm. and yeah how do we how do we make that change though like within our heads like how do we unlearn that behavior i don't think it happens in one generation to be Mm -hmm. honest i think you know we have to start by valuing uh other people like our individualism and exceptionalism in this country has to be the first thing where it's like, hey, yes, you should want to like work through your life and 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 gain things and like be as successful as you can be in whatever you choose to be in, but like not to the expense of your community and mm-hmm. the people around you. We have to value our community. Schools are the same way. It's like, yeah, of course you want your kid to have the best possible school that that could teach them in the best possible way. But if you send your your kid to the private school in your neighborhood to the detriment of the, you know, you, you don't give a fuck about the public school in your neighborhood being in good shape because you got the charter school nearby and you can send your kid to that and pay pay money to get to get a better education for your kid you're not you're necessarily forgetting that like hey all the other kids in your neighborhood are still getting fucked you should right, care about right. that because those are the motherfuckers that you're going to be scared of when they don't have a job and they're destitute and they are like if they're committing crimes or whatever that you're contributing to it by not contributing the opposite to to the opposite you know what i mean you're complicit in the wrongs if you don't actively try to keep up the rights of the of your community. So basically, we're all fucked. That's why. No, <laughs> I think if we actually val- start to value that shit and and, right. and start to elect people who actually value that shit and won't be just don't won't won't, won't just use that as a talking point and then just take everybody's corporate money. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just that it's just that we got to get we got to get. We have to start from the bottom because the, the po- politicians we have now aren't going to change our values with any kind of laws. We right. have to change who we put in there mm-hmm. over time. So it's going to take a while, but I think that's what it, that's the first step. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm like, I'm optimistic for the future of work. I think that like our opinions are like far ahead of like what, what we could really realistically expect within our generation. Mm-hmm. Maybe like within like one or two generations we can change, but I think that's always that's also going to be a result of like a dramatic economic shift happening within America and over the next like twenty years. Yeah, but that economic shift has to come at the expense of people who are at the very top, right? Yeah, and those people don't want to give they that shit wanna. up. <laughs> no, and and so if they don't want to give it up, we can't convince them of that. 
But what we can do is convince everybody along the way to those top people to be in agreement that they're going to have to give it up or there or, you know, there's no other option for you. And that has to come with laws changing and it has to come with politicians. Those laws changing have to come with politicians, not just taking money to mm-hmm. not change anything. Mm-hmm. So we have to force it up rather than like, <laughs> expect it to come down. Right, the like you're like forcing up was made me. Uh, nothing. Okay, uh-huh. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just, sometimes I wish y'all had visuals. It was and sexual. Like, it was very yeah. Just like thumb. Yeah, it was, the, it was the thumb part. Yeah, thumb right. Thumb going straight up. I, well, <laughs> uh, you know, just think about it. Visualize. <laughs> One version of a thumb up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to paint you an audio picture. <laughs> a thumb raised directly Vertical, <laughs> slowly moving vertically. Just a What's above that thumb? Right Where is the destination of that thumb? In my head, that's it's, for uh, you to judge. In my head, I imagined uh, a corporate asshole. Okay, well, yeah. getting literal now. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Like a. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Totally. Asshole. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> but stuff. I just wanted to say. I just wanted to, yeah, butt stuff. Butt stuff. Uh, so let's. let's so, get... so wait, real quick. Do okay. you? I mean, what do you? You were saying you you have you were optimistic for. Do you think that what? How do you visualize that being in in the future? What if like um, more gig economy, less gig economy? Oh, uh, just like robots are going to take all of our jobs and we'll all be dead. So that sounds cool. I'm wait, kidding. This is, okay, I'm I was going to say this is not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> Uh, I'm fucking with you. Um, <laughs> no, I just think that there's going to be like, and there's going to be more flexible hours. Like, I think that we're going to do a course correction to where work is going to look like, like more benefits. Um, like, cause happy, happy, um, happy employees are productive employees. And, I think that like as they continue to burn people out and like people get shifted into this place and as like education continues to become like less and less affordable, they're going to have to shift the work culture to invest in employees' educations, invest in the like soon to be working forces education. Um, They're like flexible hours, better parental policies i don't like i just feel like this is unsustainable Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i feel like this is unsustainable and it's like people are just ready to fucking rebel yeah but it's unsustainable the other way too because like what yes you can support people's education but like where do they go when they're done like where do they go there's no there's there's not enough jobs because we don't actually so do you envision that it's just going to be like a split so like i think it already is split dog i think there's an intense split right now okay between the haves and the have-nots you know and well, I are, just meant like between like nine to five to gig economy. I mean, I think the split happens. That's like the bottom. Like we're mm-hmm. all, you know what I mean? Like we're talking about a divide that's happening way above most of our pay grades, even our f- friends who work in nine to fives or whatever. 
And I think that that, 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 that split is getting big. Like it's going more and more toward the top, right? Like more people are getting in the bottom half or the bottom side of that split as, as time goes on. I don't know how to fix that off the top, you know? It's I yeah. I because because you talk about I think there'll be a course correction and I'm trying to think like yeah but how, how what what would cause that do you think how do you think we'd get there Well that I don't know Okay I'm just I'm yeah. just curious because yeah. I want to know more I want to hear more ideas about it than just what the dumb bullshit in my head because I'm scared <laughs> about that because uh, mine requires people to suddenly change their minds about things and that's not gonna be I mean, that could could happen in the next two generations. In the next two generations, but yeah. Oh, yeah, no, quickly, no, no, we're fucked. We are, we are fucked. Okay, Okay, Um, well, we're in agreement on that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that is hopeless. Anyway. (laughs) I don't think we're fucked permanently, but we're pretty fucked right now. And I just think, like, also, I know psychologically we're fucked because, like, I know that personally, I, the main thing that led to my depression was just like, was all like work related and not achieving the levels of success that I, like, I went out, I earned a bunch of degrees. I was more or less promised by like older generations that like, this is what you do to achieve Mm -hmm. success. And this is like, how you're going to achieve. And so when I wasn't achieving the success that I anticipated and worked hard to get to, I, I got so fucking depressed. Like my whole, like my whole belief system, my whole world got like flipped on its head. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm, and I just felt fucking worthless. And, and I'm going to like, let y'all know if your career is not going the way that you anticipated or worked towards or feel that should that does not that doesn't affect your value like you're still a smart valuable human and just because like work as we know it is fucked don't like don't let that don't get that in your head and I just like wish like someone told me that like it's something me and my therapist discuss regularly but I just wish someone told me that like coming out of college can't pull your eggs in one basket. <laughs> That's what I've left with. Well, I put all of my mental, psychological, and values in the basket that I would have a successful right. career. I mean, that's what they told us to do. Yeah. And I think we're just one of the first generations to realize how much of all of this was, was necessarily a scam. Yeah. Like was totally. a scam on purpose. Totally. And, you know, what to do next from that is our is I think where we're at and why we're having so much existential anxiety about mm-hmm. it. So I, it's it's fine. We'll figure it out, <laughs> or we'll fucking kill them all and take it over. So oh, it's <clears> like not a bad burn down idea. The state. Yeah. Anyway, let's fuck shit up. Let's uh, burn, you burn ready shit to, to the ground. You want to? Let's move on. Well, I do want to burn shit to the ground. Okay, I will okay. say that. That sounds good to me. Um, it's April. It oh, is this April. is me moving on. this is me moving on it's april and that means it is black women's history month (laughs) here on black history month women's history month and now it's black Black women's Women's history History month Month. yeah yeah of course of course (laughs) all right let's let's get into it. it
Uh, and today we're going to be featuring Dr. Shirley Ann Jackson. Okay. So uh, one of her, her claims, claim. okay, so obviously if I'm featuring her, she's like full bad bitch status, like. She is well-renowned in the physics community. And uh, she developed the technology to make caller ID and call waiting possible. So, like, that's, like, when I, I was just like, oh, huh. cool. She invented caller ID and call waiting. Wait. That has, yeah. She, like, physics? Phys- she was a physicist? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She call already. Okay. I was sure. like, I was doing the research and I had to like read about the science that it takes to make phones work. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I wild. cannot do this. Uh- <laughs> well, at least, you know, back, back when it was like actual switching and fucking like mm-hmm. optical, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yes. It's crazy, actually, how yeah. much that takes or it's took. A, it's like to just. So surprisingly technical. So yeah, she developed the caller ID and call waiting while um, during her 15 years at AT&T Bell Laboratory. Mm. Uh, she was the first black woman to earn a PhD from MIT in theoretical solid state physics. Okay. And the second black woman in the history of the U.S. to earn a PhD in physics. So like... Mm-hmm. Solid state physics is, is basically the... Uh, technology that microchips are built on so that yeah. is so that yeah. is exactly okay got it so that's how that's how i was like physics <laughs> caller id physics caller id how did that oh solid state technology got it there it is okay cool i'm back uh, on board yeah so basically she's just like she's still she's still working still like oh she's she still was, working today yeah well, oh i should she was born in 1946. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in Washington D.C. If I invented, if I invented the technology behind well, caller ID, my ass would be sitting on the couch because I did it. She does have multiple homes and makes m- like millions like annually. Mm. So she's full bad bitch status. Full. So she just wants to work. Yes, okay. she wants to. She <laughs> she wants to work. Uh, keeping us unemployed. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, dog. <laughs> Retire. You know, you made your millions. <laughs> Um, and better yet, this, be a patron of the arts and keep working, and then may, pay some of your money to like three artists, like yeah, three artists, make them make yeah. them make them able to shut up. Anyway, <laughs> we're not gonna. Uh, I'm not going to shit on this the, is like black woman's hustle. Yes, that, what am I talking about? Um, Continue. But throughout the her year, she's held a lot of high level positions in both government and at many research universities. So like. She's like president of a major research um, institution. She's on like a ton of like corporate boards of directors. Mm -hmm. Um, She was, Obama appointed her to like the council or advisory board for science and technology. Mm -hmm. The presidential, okay, whatever. Something like that. Anyway, she's just like, world renowned and cool and brilliant and a black physicist y'all and black clearly female. accomplished and continuing Very. to accomplish yes so. slaying the game since 1946 all right shout out to you she came out the womb slaying so uh thank you dr shirley ann jackson for yes, helping yes, yes. me avoid the calls of people i don't want to talk to real um no yeah That's color ID changed my life.
<laughs> Never had to talk to a telemarketer again. Well, that's like not entirely true. Sometimes it's okay, whatever. Anyway, thank you for your contributions to science and physics. Nailing these outros, like every, <laughs> nailing these uh, these like segues yeah. every, every time on this episode. I was just so I'm so rock solid. Uh, <laughs> solid state, rock solid. Yeah, state. I. Okay. <laughs> hey, all right. Okay. Well, you well, can. Uh, you know. Oh wait, did I just start your outro yeah, you for just, you? Yeah, you like started my credits Whoops. for me. Uh, well, you can like us on Facebook at Unlearn. You can follow us on Twitter at Unlearn underscore Shy. You can write to us at UnlearnPodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website at UnlearnPodcast.com. Thanks to James T. Green for our music and graphics. You can find us at your preferred podcast provider. Hit subscribe and rate our show. Unlearn is a proud member of Postlotness and the podcast Chicago Podcast Co-op. One more thing. If Instagram. You guys... Okay. We have yeah. Instagram. You that you don't me. update hardly at all. Give it to oh me. I'll, I'll, I'm calling you out right here on the all show. All right. I'll start. I'll start. Put some pictures up there. I know. <laughs> Mostly of my butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Catherine J. Best. Oh, and I'm at Bill R. Bullock. I meant our unlearned Instagram because we got one. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I am truly fucked this one up. <laughs> What was your one more well, thing? One more thing. If you guys are at C2E2 this Friday at 2, I'll be doing a panel with Cards Against Humanity. Um, and it's about indie podcasts. So if you're around, 2 p.m. Friday, check me out. Hell yeah. Bill. I'll be around. You have a show on Thursday. I have a show on Thursday. Uh, what is that? The 5th of April? Yeah. If, if, if you listen to this by then, yeah, congrats yeah. on your success. We The first Thursday of every month at Uncharted Books in Chicago is Logan Square. 7 p.m. Check it out. It, I went like a couple months ago, laughed my ass off. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, man. I might That's, be around at C2E2 as well, so well, I'm going to try and come through you can, your panel. If you're I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah. We'll talk about that too. Hell yeah. After. <laughs> anyway, bye, y'all. Bye. Post loudness. Ah.